Michael! What? It's February 1st. <laughs> no. Isn't that weird? It's crazy. Hey, hey, I have something for you. What? What's a chicken's favorite classical composer? Oh, you told me this one already. Am I not supposed to ruin it? Bach. <laughs> You're listening to the Realty Brothers Podcast with Matthew Atwood and Michael Atwood. There is so much changing in the marketplace on a daily basis, and real estate is clearly something that affects everyone. So whether you're a seasoned industry expert or simply curious on the topic of housing, this is your one-stop shop for tips, tricks, insider knowledge, and encouragement for the entrepreneur in all of us. It is February 1st. Yeah, I'm so... I'm just blown away how fast everything's moving. It's cool, though. Thank goodness. <laughs> I know. It, it's it been, you know, a pretty okay winter. Mm-hmm. Not too cold. <laughs> Not um, it too was in almost 40. It was almost 40 this past weekend. Yeah. I am here for that. I'd say this is usually the worst part of winter, you know, when you're getting through mid-January to mid-February time. And... Mother Nature has been really good to us. The yeah. like, the like bitter so cold, far. like that wind hurts my face or burns my lungs. That kind of winter has not really happened. It's been cold. <laughs> yeah. It's been a little unpleasant yeah. from time to time, but nothing like the extremes that we normally see of massive negative numbers about now. <laughs> you know, I've had people ask me like, what's like when it gets down to 20 below or 30 below? And I was like, you know, after zero, you just, it's almost like you can't tell the difference. Cold is cold. Yeah. Hey, by the way, I'm going to um, enter this program to let you know that if you hear hear weird sounds like that vacuum just now, um, they are working on my fireplace, which has not worked all winter yet. Oh, my gosh. I don't so know how you would that's happening. My fireplace over is there. I... all day, every day. <laughs> no wonder you're always hot. Yeah. You're complaining like, oh, it's hot in here. It's hot in here. Anyway. It's really for the dog. It's not for me. We all know. <laughs> it's, oh, it's sure, Theo's sure. It's yeah. fireplace. There you go. Well, say, uh, I'm interested to hear about, well, actually, this will segue right into my not sponsored for the week. Right now, I'm not sponsored by my little space heater. Because when I have <laughs> to go work from my desk I, and I can't be next to the fireplace, this little guy, he just runs and runs and runs. And like at first I was like, oh no, my electric bill is gonna be crazy. It like hasn't even changed. I've been running. Sometimes hmm. I forget about it, you know, like you're not supposed to do, and it's on for like 12 straight hours. Um, and it like you know it has like a safety mechanism, so it will shut itself off if it like overheats or if it tips over sure. or anything like that. But this thing is probably my happiest. And then usually, so I like I'm down in my office. I have this on. Uh, and then both the dogs will randomly throughout the morning come and find their way right in front of it too. <laughs> it's like we're nice. all collectively drawn to the heat. I am not. I'm in my office right now with the window cracked no. just a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And I'm in a t-shirt. <laughs> You're nuts. Uh, yeah, well, you know. But uh, yeah, so what what brand is your space heater? Um, Do you even know? No, I got it from Amazon. Uh, I mean, obviously. Obviously. Cool. Well, um, 
heating of any space in general is sponsoring you then heating yeah i'm sponsored by heat by warmth. cool um so a lot of mine either have to do with food or electronics right always um merge them together hopefully they don't come out with electronics you can eat because then it's, <laughs> that's going to sponsor my life i, I don't you, know that'd yeah. be great <laughs> um but uh you know those um those little jbl speakers that we gave everybody yes mm-hmm. i was listening to mine this morning you were okay i was gonna like man th- that little tiny thing packs a little punch it does it's so nice so yeah i've been bringing mine around from you know the office and you know i just walk by people playing music you're so cool <laughs> like yeah you know it's like back when they used to have those giant boom boxes on their shoulders mm-hmm. now i just i put this little jbl speaker i i'm gonna maybe get a belt clip for go. it so i can just it could stick be it your right belt there. buckle that would be rad yes no it's a there's yes. some good sound in there and you know I used to always just use my phone and then do the trick where you like put your phone in a cup or something and you're like, yeah, good enough. This is sound. And having conditioned my ears over the last decade to find that acceptable means that <laughs> this is like sublime sound quality. <laughs> I'm like, what is happening? It's like they're yeah. in the room. Yeah. Well, beyond that, um, JBL is also my my sponsor not sponsoring the Realty Brothers, um, mm-hmm. because they were so good to work with. You know, we're like, hey, here's when we're having a party. We need to deliver all of these gifts by this date. You know, can we get a custom speaker with the C21 logo on it? And they're like, okay, let's, uh, you know, find how we can get this done. Okay, that speaker that you originally wanted is not going to be um, available in time, but we can probably, you know, do this one. And they were just awesome. They were so good to work with and, uh, and they make a pretty awesome product. So super impressed by them. Good job, JBL. They are good at what they do. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I love that. Say, um, you know, we haven't done this in a while, but my all time favorite, uh, segment that we've come up with for the, podcast here is of course here comes the test if i can find the right button real estate horror stories i i didn't hear the jingle must not be coming through on my end oh it did so i'm sorry okay (laughs) (laughs) really i just heard real estate horror (laughs) stories that's the jingle i recorded myself just saying that in fairy tales from the crypt whisper yeah, very good. No. Um, so here's the here's the deal. Here's the cinch. Uh, as you know, I have done a couple of flip homes. and One or two. And uh, there was one that was really just the house from heck. It, it, <laughs> everything that could go wrong did go wrong. It was a disaster. You know it. And it was almost comical to a certain point when another thing would go wrong, you know, it like, no surprises. Everything was falling apart. Oh, you know, next time someone goes there, oh, the garage door fell off. What do you mean it fell off? It just fell off? Uh, Oh, you know, the the plumbing needs to be redone. We're actually going to have to dig up the whole front yard and redo the plumbing to the curb. Oh, great. Oh my goodness. Love this. Love everything about this. Definitely didn't budget for that. Um, But 
my favorite part about this whole thing uh, is, you know, it's a risk. And this is why doing flips and investment real estate in general is not for everyone because it's any kind of investing has to carry some kind of risk. Right. Right. Um, Right. If it doesn't, then I'm going to just venture that your also reward possibility or potential is just not that high to reflect that. So anyway, um, it's not for the faint of heart. Sometimes things happen uh, and you get a little frustrated and, and, and they hurt the old pocketbook. But my favorite story was, um, that I got a call. I was just, I was driving my car. I got a call from someone and, you know, answered the phone. Hello, this is Michael. And they said, Oh yeah. Hi. Um, is this, uh, this is Michael Atwood. And I said, yeah. And he said, and do you own that, that home on, uh, on fourth there? And I said, yep. Uh, he goes, okay, well, you know, this is so-and-so with such and such roofing. And I was like, okay, here we go. Like, he's going to give me a pitch. And I wasn't mad about it. He was probably just like, there's this decrepit old house, you know, that someone's clearly working on. And I'm, you know, going to offer my roofing services. It it definitely, you know, right. Shoot your shot, man. I appreciate it. Um, so I was like, okay, let's hear what he has to say. He's like, you know, I'm so-and-so with such and such roofing. And, uh, I am just so sorry. (laughs) I was like, wait, hold on. What? What? Uh, you know, I, my, my company, you know, does roofing and we were engaged to, uh, do a new roof at, at a property. Um, that happens to be really close to yours. And I sent my guys this morning to start, you know, the tear off of the previous roof and told them, you know, go down fourth. There's an older looking house, you know, with a terrible looking roof, a, 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 <laughs> a dumpster in the front yard and a permit in the window. And oh, funny. lo and behold, like I too have all of these things. <laughs> I've got a dumpster right. in the front yard. I have a permit hanging in the window. Uh, I guess I could do a real estate horror about getting the permit in the, in that property, but nonetheless. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and you know, they, they were just at the wrong one. And I was like, Oh my God, what, what are you talking about? What happened? And he's like, well, unfortunately we didn't realize until they had completely removed your roof. <laughs> Oh my gosh. And, like, and, and I think, you know, he was obviously like a little nervous. That's not a fun phone call to have to make to someone, I'm sure. Right. But I just couldn't help but laugh. Like right on the phone, I just burst out laughing because this is, it's it's almost too ridiculous. Right. Like the, the number of things, what whatever's else going <laughs> to, you rip, you pulled the entire roof off of my home. All right, cool. I mean, the only silver lining is that the roof wasn't nice to start with like i needed to figure out some options and i at least got the full well yeah he started too by just telling his crew look for the worst roof in the neighborhood (laughs) so they picked your flip yeah i could have chosen to be a jerk and been like what are you talking about it was perfect i want you to put it all back (laughs) funny um but nonetheless uh it ended up working out but the the whole saga of that home from one thing after another breaking down and then to someone literally tearing the roof off 
and then proceeding to not get a cover on it, proceeded to torrential downpour for weeks into the garage, which happened to be where I was storing all of our new cabinetry uh, before install. It was a never-ending saga of frustration and feelings and a lot of wine at night, let me tell you that. So did he roof your house for free then? You know, he didn't do it for free. I'm sure if I would have been a stickler about it, I just, I mean, honest mistake. And I was going to end up probably paying someone to roof it anyway. He gave me a heck of a discount. I wasn't intending on using his company, but here we were. Um, I got, you know, (laughs) all the labor from tear off for free and a heck of a deal on the uh, actual labor to put it on. It was a detached garage. um, And so I actually wasn't planning on doing all of it. It's like the house needs a new roof. The detached unfinished garage doesn't really need that much attention, but ended up getting all of it done for less than it would have cost me, you know, to just do the segments before. So wow. all that said, some good came out of it, but still a horror story. I love to relive that sinking pit <laughs> feeling <laughs> like, what have I done? This property is going to be the death of me. But with that, we've learned, we've learned some things or two. And, and that's kind of the, expertise that you look for you know when when talking with a real estate agent is like what have you experienced personally or what have you experienced from the collective hive mind of your office that i can learn from so right you know i was thinking too like you probably took it in stride because as a business owner you've had to make those tough calls for sure from employees who have made mistakes right um and are you okay over there? Over there? Yeah, yeah. You're right. Um, <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, and sometimes I'm almost comforted when other companies make mistakes. Yeah. I'm like, oh, good. It happens to you oh, too. Oh, good. Right. Because, like, they're going to happen. And, you know, people are human beings. We're, we're going to make mistakes. Right. Um, you know, and, and, of course, the public thinks that, a company should never make a single mistake ever and they will rip you to shreds over the simplest little thing. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, I'm just going to, you know, I'm just going to take over this podcast here now. For example, <laughs> we just got a, a bad review over the snow plowing job at one of the, at one of the rental properties that we manage. I'm like, we don't, we don't plow. The plowing company plows. Go write a bad review on them. Right. <laughs> Uh, anyway, no, whatever. That's never nope. how it goes. It is comforting, yep. though. I, I think uh, I've, I've said it often. Human error is and always will be a thing. There is no right. amount of technology, even, even probably to the point that we eliminate humans altogether and technology does everything. There's still probably some human who you know, didn't flip a switch or who programmed it wrong or something. Like human error will always be a thing. And right gosh like having been like you said in those situations where i needed the person on the other end of that phone to show me some grace i was <laughs> glad to uh return the favor or or yes. set up the future karma in my direction right right yeah the grace is a great word to use because we're all going to need it at some point coming back at us right mm-hmm. well hey um so um a week and a few days ago um we had our company holiday party 2020 celebration 2021 kickoff um event and it was virtual this year um Mm -hmm. and yet so well received i mean people were just 
ecstatic for each other and the awards people were winning and you know we had a chat going so everybody was cheering each other on it was amazing and I don't know, we've probably received, what, 30 or 40 emails, texts, phone calls Mm -hmm. (laughs) from our agents just being like, thank you so much for all the gifts and such a great party. Like, just the best possible response. It was just awesome. Um, So we we did a few things. We we did uh, 2020 uh, awards, Um, even had a video from the Century 21 president and CEO... Mike Meadler. That was so um, wild. He, I was like, does anybody else so recognize how big of a deal this is? That this right? guy, who's the CEO of the entire like, planet, planet, basically. <laughs> yeah. I, I, he's talking to us, and he's like saying our names, and he's, you know what I mean, like taking the time out of his day to just shoot a kind video in our direction. There's not enough right. time in a year for him to make all those videos for everyone, so you know it was actually like a special thing. It was super awesome. And we've got Century 21 has like 180,000 agents around the world. Mm -hmm. And he sent us a video, but actually, I mean, it was like a three minute video. And he took the time to to say the names of the agents who won awards. You know what I mean? Like he took that time and care to make them feel special. And I thought that was absolutely incredible. Like, I. I so respect the living daylights out of this guy and uh, just think he's a tremendous, tremendous leader. That tells me two um, things. It tells me, one, we're aligned with yeah. a company who has good values and values its people. But two, right. we have people who are such rock stars, they get a freaking shout out from the CEO. <laughs> Come on. That's right. Seriously. Uh, so we, uh, I will talk about the uh, Century Twenty One Corporate Awards in another podcast because um, that's actually a different event. Even though we we still talk about them in our event, like, hey, great job on making the Centurion, you know. Yeah. Uh, but we'll talk about that on a different podcast because we, as uh, as Century Twenty One Atwood, we have our own Atwood Awards uh, mm-hmm. that are based on more than just production. Right? Production is great. Don't get me wrong, right. <laughs> and should be celebrated. Um, but, uh, yeah, we had a number of award winners. So we had our, uh, our rookie of the year who was just on our podcast as a guest mm-hmm. last, last week. week, Sarah house. She was, so uh, is fun, our, wasn't she? she was fun. Like, yeah, she could probably just have her own podcast. I, th- I love when we have just that opportunity to talk to people in a different capacity, because normally when we're ta- speaking with them, it's like, a co- it's a you know, a, a conference meeting or it's a conference call or it's like a sales meeting. And it's very, it's good. And we do get to talk about other things sometimes, but we don't get like that personalized time to talk about your nannying history. And you know what I mean? <laughs> That's like right. all these interesting right. details of people's lives. So that was really cool. It was super awesome. And yeah, we, I, I'm, I'm going to announce at the end of this uh, podcast, don't let me forget what our next series is going to be on. And uh, we have to have another one of our agents on for every single one of those, because I think they're going to provide just such amazing insights. Um, so, uh, and then the customer service excellence award. This was such a close call on, on who was going to win this award because we had many, many, many agents with, 98, 99, 100% scores on their customer service things. And by the way, this isn't like on a scale of one to 10, do you like this person? 10. Okay, 100%. I mean, it is a 
fairly long survey. Mm-hmm. So you even you know get some points for your clients completing this thing because it's right. <laughs> it's a fairly long survey and it's it's pretty in depth. So to get those kind of scores means that they're not just meeting expectations, they're exceeding expectations, right? So our customer service excellence award winner this year was Jody Olson. Um, the fastest typer of the year was Michael. No, it wasn't. Um, <laughs> I can hear you. Um, so our employee of the, or I'm sorry, our employee. Yeah. Our yeah. salesperson of the year, um, who just, just really took things on her own like this year and just, you know, she's been an agent for quite a while and just was like this year I'm going all out. And she, you know, opened up her own like little uh office space and she like just is going wild and had a fantastic year this year's salesperson of the year is becky rents um and then we had a whole bunch of million dollar club winners um Mm -hmm. so we have different categories so um crystal peterson holly thompson adele jacobs laurie reef danielle munoz jane hansen dan hawks kelly miller uh sherry dolan drew peterson Christine Jensen, Adele Butanis, Shara Soap, Shauna Soper, <laughs> Monty, Ruth Raybould, Gabe Folden, Cheryl Lustig, Dirk Seeger, Dan Gilderman, Donna Grover, Dan Tilgis, Josie Brackey, Jen Patterson, Emily Silverness, Cindy Bachman, um, Bob Veland, Christine O'Jan, and Deb Banta, Sarah House, Connie Caspers, Melissa Schoon, Nancy Murphy, Tanya Schumer, Schumer, Tanya Schumer. Hi, Tanya. Tanya Schumer. <laughs> Kelly LeBros, Mike Veerling, Tara Oberfeld, Sarah, uh, Samantha Call, Brian Kneisel, Lene Leary, Rhonda Bjornson, Tim Moore, Sydney Florine, Aaron Olson, Becky Rents, Lynn Larson, Alan Olson, Jay Salstrom, Ryan Gee Bard, words. Lynn Bjorkard, Chris Madela, Chris, Carrie Zeldenrust, and Michelle Vessel. Those were our million dollar club inductees for 2020. I mean, did you hear that Holy list, cats. Michael? I did. I heard all of it. Like, how relentless are these people like so cool. we started our million dollar club was it two years ago yeah, or three years ago and, had like and there people. was six people <laughs> so, <small>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's so, so yeah so just just phenomenal then we have the uh the five million dollar club um inductees for 2020 uh michelle Harmon, charlie brew trent van Ort, dan ness ellen Gruhat. Our brother, Andrew Atwood, uh, Jeff Call, Craig Hoyam, and Belinda Sternberg. Then we have the $10 million club. And there's more people in the $10 million club than we're in our whole million dollar club six year, or th- uh, three years oh, ago. Yeah. Uh, Dan Baker, Judy Olson, Rick Mummert, Jody Olson, Bonnie Kruger, and Leslie Flugstad. Um, and then we have one inductee into our $25 million club, Candy Dykeman. I mean... Who also then is our 2020 top yes. producer award winner? Um, but 25 million dollars in real estate is uh, pretty phenomenal, especially when you're not in you know L.A. Mm-hmm. or certain parts of Minneapolis, St. Paul. <laughs> you know, just working like Minnetonka. Mm-hmm. This is this is rural Minnesota out here. That's so. what I've said before though is that the suburbs and the like rural areas are saving the real estate market this year. I mean because of the oh, pandemic yeah. and everybody essentially fleeing larger cities, you know? Yeah. This has been 
whereas normally you're like, oh, the attention always goes to New York. It goes to L.A. It goes to Atlanta. It goes to Chicago. It go, you know, like the metropolitan big areas will, of course, always right. have the most impact. And in this case, it's like, what an underdog story. We get to be like, oh, Mankato and Fergus <laughs> Falls and Duluth and like all yeah. of these nice communities that got to step it up and be the saviors of the year. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, our Albert Lee office did like 26% mm-hmm. more business this year than they did the year before. Um, you know, it's just right down Interstate 35 from the Twin Cities. You know, I think people start to realize, you know, I can commute an hour because I'm not commuting all the time anymore. Right. <laughs> so I can live in these awesome communities where people know each other and... You know, it's pretty great. A um, couple more. Our Distinguished Leadership Award uh, went out to Alan Olson, um, who's uh, built a great business up in Fergus Falls and uh, has just been a staple of that community forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then our Lifetime Achievement Award winner, uh, Adele Jacobs, who we Adore. are going to miss so much. She just retired at the age of 80 because that's what realtors do. I suppose. <laughs> About time. <laughs> But I mean, it's it's hard for realtors because how do you retire from relationships and friendships? Exactly. You know, it's not working. It's something you love, and it just kind of happens so naturally. I think that's yeah. a good thing about. I mean, not to go too far down this rabbit hole, but I think that's a really good thing about this industry is there's other industries, obviously, where you work your tail off and you continue to grind and grind and grind until you know you're 65 and you can retire. Um, real estate, it always it's like a snowball effect. Um, and you're working, of course, but every year, as long as you're doing good quality work and building relationships with people, it expands upon itself naturally. Those people are coming back or they have kids who need homes or they you know, need to sell and downsize or like the book of business kind of works for itself. So, but to the, right. the situation of Adele, it's not like, you know, she was up until 79, 80 years old, sitting there cold calling people at our perspectathons. <laughs> but she was getting to do what she loved to do, still generate an income for herself, but not not feel like it was work or it was the grind anymore. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I'm sure she's still going to, I'm sure she's still going to be involved in a number of ways. Oh, of course. Probably bringing the rest of the office leads all the time. No, she's just going to show up to cards night. (laughs) Yes. This is how it goes. Hopefully with all of her delicious baked goods. Yeah. Um, um, So I was going to share real quick some some stats with everybody because I just think this is super cool. Um, So the Realty Brothers actually used to be a video series before Mm -hmm. we made it a podcast. And when we were doing a video series, we're like... Sweet, we got almost two hundred and fifty thousand video views um, in the year that we did it a couple years ago. Um, but boy, was it expensive! The studio time, the and and it took a long time, you know, because we weren't just shooting the breeze like we're doing here. <laughs> it was oh, like this plan, scripted, you know, rehearsed, and then yeah. So um, getting the teleprompter all set up right for us. I mean, it was it was kind of a lot. Um, so I was a little surprised this year when we did like no videos, like zero. <laughs> uh, not really. I mean, we had a few videos out there promoting different things, promoting the company. We had a COVID-19 video that we put out, um, letting people know how we're dealing with that. 
272,000 views this year and we didn't like we didn't produce a weekly series on you know right just crazy um our engagements our social media engagements 350,000 engagements that's likes comments and shares 358,000 likes comments and shares isn't that crazy how many people is that that's a lot that's i mean at least four that have very rapid thumbs I just think about like the people I know and I'm like, how do I, how, how do I like touch that many people? How do that many people interact with, you know, our business? Right. <laughs> when, like right. you don't know me and you don't owe me anything. Like I expect my friends exactly. to like my posts, but I don't expect 300 and some odd thousand people to engage with me. So it's just really cool. And, and I mean, I'll make a, I'll make a point with this too. This is, this is our company, right? If if me as an agent were to be like, hey, check out my cool new listing, of course all my friends are gonna be like, yay, good job, and comment and like it and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. This is our this is our company social media where people don't have an emotional relationship with us. <laughs> right. You know? And we still had three hundred and fifty eight thousand people who <laughs> liked, commented, and shared. Um, pretty incredible. Our uh, oh, and also <laughs> That's in a year because the two years prior was if you like, comment, and share, you can win a playhouse, right? Oh, we had yeah. like, comment, and share contests. And those years we had about 200,000. We got 150 more, 150,000 more likes, comments, and shares this year, not running any of those contests during 2020. Um, our reach is going to blow your mind. This is how okay. many people, people, our our posts landed upon yeah okay so how many people uh saw it three million three hundred ninety two thousand people oh my god saw our post that's how many people we reached this year that's almost double what we've done in our highest year that doesn't so, even make sense to me. Again, we're a rural Minnesota company. <laughs> we're <laughs> not in the. It up. We're not the metro. Um, now, how many times you impressed upon them? You know, so you're reaching that many people, but how many you know times are they seeing it? Uh, almost four and a half million times. Um, just crazy, crazy numbers. So then that results in people visiting our website, right? Because we want the goal is not for them to just be like, hey, cool post on Facebook. Hey, that that was a neat thing on Instagram. But we need these people to come to our website. 163,000 people visited our website this year. People, not times they came to the website. 163,000 people (laughs) came to our website. They came to our website 360,000 times. So each person was visiting two and a half times, right? Before, and that's our company website, which then the point is to actually put them over onto, um, you know, get them connected to an agent, allow the agent to be showing them Mm -hmm. things and the agent's website and things like that. So, uh, you know, we turn over that lead pretty quick. Um, So that's pretty, some pretty phenomenal numbers. Uh, And they did all of that stuff and maintained a 99% overall satisfaction rating uh, through the the independent real satisfied that we use. Mm-hmm. 
say that's the stress just test, right crazy like, yes once yes. you start pumping out more business and that's what i like to say it's the adage of the lawn care provider <laughs> you do a great job mm-hmm. and then the business comes and then how do you handle that stress you see a lot of it where it's just like oh my gosh like and it starts to crumble and meeting all the expectations so uh um, right having all that additional traffic all the business coming in and then still maintaining customer satisfaction that's nothing to right. overlook it's 1588 clients this year 1588 people that we helped and we still got a 99% overall satisfaction on performance love isn't that, that crazy love that it's awesome go crew i'm so extra- incredibly excited for all of our agents mm-hmm. so great nuts what are we talking about next? Um, say, I thought this was an interesting article. Uh, let's review the best time of year to get a mortgage. Okay. We know the best time of year. I mean, we think we know the best time of year. The general public believes they know the best time of year to list your house or, um, you know, to buy a car. But what about to get a mortgage? This, like, these are real factors. And thank God someone out there thought I should study this. So, hmm. Essentially, this article published by Realtor Magazine says uh, home buyers right now should probably get a hurry on because this month, the month of January, has proven to be the best time of year to get a mortgage. So February is not too bad, but uh, they studied seasonality, loan size, credit scores, other factors that will play a role in what kind of mortgage rate you can get and found that in January, uh, the lenders are more likely to offer discounts uh, of nearly 20 uh, loan points uh, compared to the busy season between you know June and October. So wow. after January, December's second best, February's third best, those are the, the, the cheapest months according to this study by House. Um, and they couldn't really say why. I mean, there's actually a lot of regulation about <laughs> loan interest rates and right, you know, right. like there, there isn't like some kind of, you know, trust thing going on where everybody just agrees January is the cheap month, but uh, it's got to relate somewhat to having the competition right now, more competition for lenders because there's less loans being originated in the winter. So in order to counterbalance that, they're, the banks are obviously uh, more incentivized to offer those discounts to people. So, and I, I also thought back because, you know, hmm. you and I have only ever bought houses in the winter. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, little did we know we were, we were making the wise economic uh, financially fiscal decision there because January is when you will, according to this article, get your best possible interest rate. So if you, the exact wow. same person applied for the same loan, you have the same credit score, all the same factors in January versus in July. You can see, um, and in some cases, they have over a point difference on the interest rate. That's crazy. I never would have thought that, you know, it the time of year matters. I just thought it was, you know, all based around the, you know, whatever the feds are doing and, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I mean, and there's differences between if you're doing big box banks versus local versus whatever for how much leniency they have but even Mm. so you know big the big players also will offer some big incentives when their business needs it and similarly the small players have more freedom in those winter months to try to get a few more things worked out Uh, we were just talking with a really great gentleman on wednesday of last week 
I believe, about mm. the 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 relationship between smaller banks and agents. Do you remember this? And just like how it can be a mutually right. symbiotic, beneficial. Um, how can we be creative rather than just saying, this is what I do. This is what you do. Here are the rules. <laughs> it's done. Um, <laughs> and I think that's going to be true in the mortgage rates here too. So if you're interested, I guess you have, it's February now. So you're still in the top three best months to get your best yes. interest rate. So get your butt to the bank, get pre-approved, lock in an interest rate, and then go house shopping. Yes. And then give us a call. <laughs> um probably um, before that but yes yeah, well yeah yeah we can help you out um so um i just i just saw this uh a little bit ago on facebook and and i have to share this with you um mm -hmm. century 21 just made a post <laughs> that says buyer i'm thinking about buying a house how's the market real estate agent remember back in april when you were trying to find toilet paper it's kind of like that. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> I love it. Uh, and, you know, that I was, you know, we've talked about it a lot, but we have the 2020 final numbers now from the state of Minnesota. Mm -hmm. um, closed sales up 8.4%, new listings down 2.5%. Again, stuff's going out of the market, but not enough to come back into the market. Inventory of homes on the market is down 46.1%. Mm. Isn't That's why that things are getting Four snatched up so quickly. It is toilet paper right now. Right? There's half as many homes on the market in 2020 as what was in the market in 2019. Half. That's nuts. Ugh. That's a little anyway, scary. And yet probably the highest number of people ever <laughs> saying they, they want to buy a house. I know. Right? I mean. It's true. I was at. I, uh, yeah went to go look at a property yesterday uh, just to sign up for a time. It was like down to every 15 minute increment throughout the day. Uh, and everything was booked from 8 a.m. to like 5 or 6 p.m. Every 15 minute increment. Wow. Wow. Man, that is just crazy. What a crazy market. Well, hopefully 2021 just, you know, wakes up. It's a new day. And we're going to sell our houses <laughs> and we're going to move into something else. Um, so anyway, I'm going to wrap up this uh, this podcast. Oh, I almost forgot. You were supposed to remind me. Um, uh, next week, we're starting a new series uh, and we're going to have some special guests on um, each week. It's a 10-week series to talk about the 10 brilliant basics. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we talk a lot about technology. We talk a lot about, you know, the tools and systems that we have for our agents to make them relentless. But, um, you know, it, really it comes down to who you are and how you align yourself and what are the brilliant basics, the, the things that you do and convey to your client that has nothing to do with technology. Um, so, uh, we're going to start going over those. It's going to be awesome. We're going to hear from agents each week on uh, how they live and breathe these brilliant basics, and it's going to be super fun. All right, so ready for your motivation, Michael? I need it. Let's do it. All right. All right. I came across this one and was like, this is, this is just getting tattooed on me. <laughs> <laughs> the secret to change is to focus all of your energy, not on fighting the old, but on building the new. Ooh. Isn't that great? Yeah, say it again. 
Okay, the secret of change is to focus all of your energy not on fighting the old, but on building the new. Yeah, that's cool. Right? And I think, you know, people realize that they need to change. People sometimes struggle with change. um, And so then they put a lot of focus on all the things that are wrong with where they're at now Mm -hmm. and, and trying to, like fix the past, but you can't fix the past. It already happened. So put your focus and your energy on creating what the new future looks like for you, for your company, for your business. Right. Isn't that awesome? You know who said that? Whom? Oh, one of my favorite people, big fan of his work. uh, Socrates. Socrates. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You're good. But isn't that crazy? I'm like, Okay, here's somebody who lived, um, you know, hundreds of days ago. I, I mean, I don't even know how old Socrates is, right? Um, at but least like, hundreds of days. At least hundreds of days. Um, but, you know, I, I've read a lot of quotes from Socrates and Plato and things like that. And I'm like, these are so relevant right now. Mm-hmm. Is this just a human condition that we we need to constantly remind ourselves all the time of these traps we find ourselves in right (laughs) you know so um yeah super super relevant right now i absolutely love that quote so focus your energy on building new instead of fighting the old yeah i like how they put the responsibility on you to to build new yes you know what i mean like there's also that element of their point is don't put the energy on the past of course but it's your responsibility and your privilege to put your energy into building something for yourself. Right. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, say let's make it a great week. Uh, We have not that many weeks of February to march through before it becomes the month of March. So um, we will just, uh, I guess, focus on what we can build going into this new week, focus on uh, how we can shift our mindset away from what has ailed us in the past or what needs to be changed instead put all that into creating the life that you want to lead. That's awesome. I love it. Thanks, everybody. All right. See you next time. Thanks for listening to the Realty Brothers podcast. If you liked this episode, please help support us by subscribing to the Realty Brothers on your favorite podcasting app. And of course, your five-star reviews are always greatly appreciated. Be sure to also check us out on Facebook and on Instagram as The Realty Bros and at our website, therealtybros.com. And we would love for you to join the conversation. Send us a message at the link in the description below. Message us on your favorite social media platform or shoot us an email, contact at therealtybros.com.